following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hi, this is Colleen Clinkenbeard. I'm a voice actress with Funimation, and I'm going to be King of the Pirates. Uh, and you are currently listening to a Tsunami Faithful podcast Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have a very, very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Colleen Clinkenbeard. I'm a voice actress for Funimation, as well as director and producer, and I play Luffy in One Piece, uh, Urza Fairy Tale, Gohan in Dragon Ball Z Kai, other stuff. <laughs> So many roles. So many roles. Over 300 now, I guess. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and not list those. <laughs> Everybody wants to look it up. There's multiple resources on the internet. Yes. <laughs> and now I know people could probably look this answer up on the internet too, but uh, we, we feel it's appropriate to start out by asking you to briefly tell us about your journey into voice acting and then ADR directing and all of the other hats that you hold at Funimation. <laughs> it's been sort of a charmed uh, journey, actually. I feel very, very lucky. Um, I got into Funimation because I was friends with Laura Bailey, uh, who was a voice actress for Funimation at the time, and uh, we were doing plays together and we became friends. So she brought me up to Funimation and, and kind of got me in the door for an audition. Uh, and that audition was Rachel in Case Closed. Uh, and actually from that audition, I got my first lead uh, before Rachel, which was Eclair in Kitty Grade. Uh, and then at episode 16 of Kitty Grade, Justin Cook was, was made a producer, and he asked if I wanted to take over as director because I was so close to the project, and of course I did. So I, I stepped in. Uh, and I think the second thing I ever directed was Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, <laughs> and I started writing right about the same time and um, producing, line producing shortly after that. So it's just been kind of a matter of being in the right place at the right time uh, and, and knowing the right people, which is, is not something that you can really set out to do. It's just luck. Uh, and, you know, it helps that I was prepared for it. I, w I had a, a degree in acting uh, from Florida State, so it's not like I hadn't been an actress my whole life, but it, it all sort of snuck up on me. Uh, and then I ended up just kind of being sucked into the vortex of Funimation and not really having time for anything else. Uh, so I never did any of the on-camera acting that I ever intended to do. I was going to go to New York and try for Broadway and soap opera combo, and I just ended up staying... Uh, in Dallas and, and, and staying with Funimation and um, became a full-time director and then I became uh, I, I was promoted uh, just a few years ago to producer development producer here and that's that's what I'm doing right now wow your first real directing gig was Full Metal Alchemist that dub is sensational <laughs> well, it was uh, my first. I cut my teeth on Kitty Grade on the end of Kitty Grade, uh -huh. uh, and then yeah, Kodacha and Full Metal started pretty pretty simultaneously, and so it was me and Mike doing doing Full Metal, and that was uh, 
it was quite a surreal experience for that to be my first one, I think. I bet. That's, wow. That's... Lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucky would probably be the worst. Sounds like the Wild yeah. West back in the old Funimation days. It's like, yeah, hey, you've done yeah. this a little bit. Come come be our director. <laughs> just throw you in the booth. And, and nowadays that would just never happen. There's so many people. But back in that day, Laura was one of the first female uh, actors at Funimation. And then I was uh, not too shortly after that. I mean, I, w- I was... Uh, I was one of, I don't know, maybe maybe 10 or 12 voice actresses that were kind of making the rounds and, and, and doing all the roles. So it, it just really was good timing. <laughs> Nowadays, we're so full up that it, it takes a long time to climb anywhere. Yeah, speaking of nowadays, from your perspective, what has changed the most about the process of dubbing anime since the introduction of simuldub I don't know that our process has intimately changed it's just that the the duration of everything we do is different and I don't just mean shortened but um, we we do an episode a week and then it immediately airs so uh, instead of waiting you know a year and a half for the full DVD to come out to see what any fan reaction might be to anything we do we get to see it the week after we air, we, we dub it. So that, that part's kind of great. Um, that has been the biggest change for me is the immediate feedback that we get. Uh, and to, to be sure, a little bit more pressure to get it right quickly um, because you're not going to have that year and a half to go back and make any changes. Uh, so when you, when you dub an episode you really need to be pretty sure about your choices or uh, stay very, very close to the translation to make sure that your choices are going to live well when the next episode comes out. (laughs) So how does that differ when you end up with a show that has a backlog of episodes, say One Piece or Dragon Ball Super, when you, you have these episodes that have been available in Japan for a while and you get big batches of them, but you still probably do about one a week? No, that changes. So you'll notice with One Piece, we are not simuldubbing that show. Oh, gosh, um, no. <laughs> and, you know, but it, there's just too much to catch up on. Uh, so that is still kind of in the old model where we get a batch of episodes. They'll get about 12 episodes at a time and, and throw them in a booth. And um, it kind of works in the background as somebody is dub- dubbing a simuldub. Uh, so you you stock your week with whatever you need for your simuldub to make sure that that's going to get recorded in the week. And then any excess hours that you have, um, you you do some casting and some, um, some dubbing for the One Piece episodes that you have kind of going on in the background. And, and that way you can start to fill the dubs out and um, hopefully get them in within your deadline, but you can push the deadline and it's not going to make as much of a difference because it'll still hit street at the right time. Okay. Relaxed. <laughs> a little, little, little bit more relaxed. A little more wiggle room. A little bit more relaxed. Not for Luffy, but... <laughs> Nothing's relaxing for Luffy. <laughs> no, he's not a relaxed kind of guy. I'm still waiting for Library Island. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a place it would be very boring for him. <laughs> no, shh. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> shh. Are you a librarian now? <laughs> It'll be great. I'm just 
have Luffy whisper for a while. You know somebody would be around the next shh being too loud. <laughs> probably he'd, he'd probably go to Library Island and scream. You're right. But yeah, yeah. I, girl, girl can dream. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it, I'm sure. But uh, you've been voicing Luffy in One Piece for thereabouts a decade now. So no, I got to ask, what have been some of your favorite moments on the journey, both in the booth and outside the booth? Oh, I think my favorite moments are always the funny ones. I know the fans really uh, attach to the big fights, but those have kind of mixed feelings for me. They're bittersweet because my voice really, really does not like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I guess my favorite moments are, are the silly ones. I like I, I like Afro Luffy, and I like the baby oh, back fights. Yes. And, um, and and Mike says too. I think we really we really enjoy the times that I remember the most, where it's not you know just going in the day at the office, are when Mike and I are joking around about something that's ridiculous that's happening in the booth and and coming up with some sort of uh, inside joke that will perpetuate lo much longer than it needs to and will never be explainable to any kind of audience. Uh, th those are the ones that I. I really look back on fondly. Hmm. Yeah, the the fights are great. I'm I'm sure it was uh, quite an experience to do. Let's say Luffy versus Usopp. Yeah, you know what? That one went by quickly though, because it's the thirty episode fight that really oh, tear oh, into yeah. me. Uh, yeah. Usopp. Usopp was hard. Uh, that that fight was hard because it's hard to do Luffy crying. Um. It's just not a natural sound to come out of my my throat, so that made that difficult. But um, and just the emotional attachment. But the ones, the fights that are really hard are like me chasing Enaru up the vine forever, and oh, okay. uh, crocodile, the whole crocodile thing, and and Luffy, and just you know the the big ones that that go on and on and on and on. The entirety <laughs> of Marineford. Yes, exactly, exactly. I did a lot of yelling there, and there was nobody around to help me out because all of the others were somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so it's personally, the the really heartbreaking moments are what get me in One Piece. I mean, I cry for the boat every time, every time. I do too. That is my biggest one. You know what? That is it. That's my my number one. I think Robin, the Robin uh, episodes are for most people the ones mm -hmm. that hit them hardest, or, or the Nami Arlong episodes. But for me, it's the boat. <laughs> I'm going, Mary. I'm on that boat. <laughs> it's like I can just—I don't even have to watch the visuals. I can just listen to either the Funimation cast or the Japanese cast. Just read that line to like, oh. I know, right? to cry myself to sleep again it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful oh gosh we're only through two of these questions and i've got to go in like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay we better we are better speed up uh so it's un unfortunately one piece left tsunami close to a year ago and um yeah and that's a huge bummer but space dandy's know, back so uh how was yeah. your experience voicing scarlet i really love the character but she's such the straight man uh, she's the straight woman in the show, and so I don't get any of the really funny parts, so I'm kind of sad about that. And then the the one episode that I wanted to end a certain way did not end that certain way. So I love the show, and I think it's hilarious, but I would like, uh, I would like to 
have it come back, and I would like Scarlet to get some uh, get some humorous times in there. I'm glad you said that because I was actually going to ask if uh, if Space Dandy had more episodes, what what you'd like to see happen. Cool, cool. Uh, more Scarlet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's always the answer. That. <laughs> The Boyfriend Planet episode, man. The end of that. Yeah, oh. come on. He, he got Shinkai'd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trains and all that. So you've worked on numerous shows, including some of the most iconic anime around, but what are some of the underexposed gems that you think our listeners might not be familiar with? Um... I hope by now most people have heard of Science Gate. I, I know it's not one of the big, big, big ones, but it is, in my opinion, one of the best. Um, so if you haven't watched Science Gate, you should watch that. But uh, smaller than that, I would say um, Good Luck Girl is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, that's and hilarious. I really liked Fractal, and very few people have seen Fractal. So I'll put oh. that one in there, too. All right. And kind of the opposite suggestion of that i mean what what are the like the huge shows that you think would benefit the most from television exposure that sadly have not had that hero academia my hero needs to go on television (laughs) i demand that it happen at some point it it needs to more people need to see the show that is just it's got mass appeal but we're sticking close to the original so it's it's gonna stay a favorite with the fans and it's ongoing so um you know it's not gonna it's not gonna peter out too quickly and it's just phenomenal i love everything about it love that show and excellent job with the dub the dub is also sensational on that one thank you my cast is awesome they are it's a it's a fantastic cast Okay, then I guess we'll wrap up by asking if there's any current or upcoming projects that you'd like to talk about. Um, can I double up on the My Hero? I mean, that's yeah. you know hopefully <laughs> going to be ongoing, and I, yeah. uh, I, I'm involved in every aspect of it. I'm directing it, I'm acting in it, and I'm uh, producing the extra features, which I love doing. So that that's one to definitely keep your eye on. Um, don't stop watching. Oh. Comes out. I've watched some of those <laughs> that are on Funimation now. Those, those yeah, how do you feel about them? I, I like I like those kinds of behind the scenes things. Yeah, I, I like them too, and I think uh, I think the fans uh, once they're more aware of them will will attach them better. But I'd I'd be interested to know what everybody would like to see on extra features because that's a big part of what I do with my day. So hmm. don't oh, say outtakes because right. I can rarely get them. well thank you very much for your time colleen it has been my pleasure thank you i appreciate it and i'm glad we finally got got around to it (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) all right i'll talk to you later Mm -hmm. thank you